Good day, everybody. Welcome to August Radio Project Podcast. Once again, we are here. Episode 12. What is good? What is good? I used to say what is good a lot when um, I first started performing. I used to go, what's good? But um, anyway, how are you? I hope you're well. I hope you're good. I hope life is exactly where it needs to be for you even if it doesn't feel exactly like it is i've got some words of wisdom i've got some stories on the way i'm gonna play some songs or a song at least sort of just decided what song i was gonna play just now just prior to recording this and what i'm gonna talk about i just sort of wing it just sort of make it up as i go along um, I usually have a bit of an idea before I go into recording these and then I just go for it because that's the way I like to do things. As I mentioned in that podcast a few episodes back about you're either somebody that is ready, aim, fire, where you do all the planning and preparation and you make sure you've got the shot and then you shoot. But the trouble is that you sometimes you miss, miss because your target's already ran away before you've managed to actually press the trigger or you're somebody that is fire first and then ready aim and you just take as many shots as possible and you don't really think too far ahead and you hope that one of them hits but the beauty of that is you've put as many hits in as possible and you know chances are at some point one of them's gonna hit um so i'm definitely more that kind of person Although I don't mind a bit of planning here and there. I don't think it's a bad thing. But anyway, here we are. Week 12. I've been doing this for 12 weeks. And I must admit, I absolutely love it. I'm loving podcasting. I often feel like I should do more. But I don't really know if I have enough to talk about. And I don't want to spread myself too thin. I've been thinking that a lot lately. There's a lot of things I do, especially regarding this project. Um... And this music endeavour I've got going on through August Radio Projects. I'm currently doing this weekly podcast. I've just launched my live sessions YouTube series. Which is a live session video every week on a Friday. So go check the first one out. I did a cover of Luke Coombs. When it rains it pours. It's so easy to do. So much fun. I'm going to do one a week, and I'm already thinking I should do two, but this is my problem, is I'm just, I love doing things, especially if it's like something I really feel strongly about and I'm passionate around. I just want to do all these things, but the trouble is, is you have to be a bit more tactical, I suppose. You have to make sure you're not spreading yourself too thin. You know, because people are like, well, you're just putting everything you've got out there already. But yeah, I'm doing that. I've been doing this artwork thing. So there's still five left when I'm rec- whilst I've been recording this podcast episode. There's still five um, artwork um, for the 30 Day 10 Songs uh, album that I recorded. I did a piece of art for each song. And they're out there now. And five of them have already sold and they've gone to their new owners and that money's gone to charity and then there's five more left and like I said all the 
money that I raise from them are going to charity. Just a creative project for me and just one that I hope inspires people to be more creative and put more creativity into their everyday. We are all creative. The notion that we are not and that there's some people that aren't creative and some people that are is not right. It is false. And I am here to prove to prove you all that, you know, creativity is something that you can even just switch on if you want. And that's the whole point in the 30 Day 10 Song Project. But yeah, I just feel like I could do more videos. I could do more podcasts. I just feel like I could do more. And it's hard because it's sort of about reining it in and saying, no, hang on a minute, like, there's su there is such thing as too much. There's, there is such thing as too many. And, um, you know, I suppose the trouble with the start of anything, like the start of this project, is it's a... You're trying to create a demand for something that you believe in, but the demand doesn't yet really exist. I know that you guys listen to this podcast, and there's people that watch my videos, and there's people that have downloaded the songs, and, and that's rad. But it's not like you were asking for me to do this in the first place. And that's the kind of difference between a lot of things um, and creative things. Because in, in creativity, when you're starting out, you have to build a demand. You have to, you know, you have to almost show people what you can do. So they want you to keep doing it and you they want you to provide that service. Whereas like, you know, if you're starting a business and you're, you know, cleaning I don't know cleaning business people have dirty things and there's a demand for it them you know they want them to be clean so you start your business and there's already people reaching out for you because they want to get their house clean or whatever they're asking to be you know whatever your business is whereas creative creativity is there's you know not everyone's sat there, you know, everyone likes listening to music, everyone likes listening to podcasts, everyone likes, you know, looking at fine artwork and designs and things like that, but they, if they, if they don't ever, I don't think as many people wake up and go, do you know what I really need, I need some new music, there's so many people out there as well, already making music that, you know, then you've got to deal with standing out and I guess this is the thing, you know, how do you create a demand for something that you believe in that other people aren't exactly going to be demanding in the first place? It's not like there's a primal need for it. Or maybe there is. I feel like I'm saying a lot of things that I hate. Maybe there is a primal need for music. But you get what I'm saying. I hope you understand that. It isn't an easy... It isn't easy, it isn't an easy uh, plight, the plight of a creative, creative endeavour. It's easy as in it's easy to do and it's fun and it gives you a lot of personal satisfaction. But in terms of like being recognised and getting people on board and, you know, that's a hard, that's a hard pursuit. And I am so appreciative of even the small amount of people that are interested in this at this point in time. And I can only hope that it grows. Because that means I get to keep doing it. Hopefully it becomes lucrative and becomes something that I can 
make a living doing. And I use the term make a living because that's what it is. It's not about making money, it's about making a living. Which is funny because that's what I'm going to talk about today in, in this podcast. Making a living, making work. There's a really good quote in the film The Social Network where if you haven't watched The Social Network, it's about Facebook. But if you haven't, if you didn't know that, then you're probably living under a rock. And I'm probably jealous of you because you don't know about Facebook. And that's pretty cool in this day and age. It's hard to get away from those things. But in this uh, movie scene in The Social Network, it's... uh, a quote where they're talking about Harvard students, but he says Harvard students don't apply for jobs, they create them, they invent them. And this is something that I am on the plight to do at the moment. I am trying to invent my job. And I guess I've kind of already invented it in everything I'm doing through this, but it's not yet like a lucrative um you know, it's not paying the bills. But I have every intention of making it something that can. Between songwriting, performing, this podcast, videos, those kind of things. There's this whole like media, creative, you know, painting, designing, all these things that I do and love doing on a daily basis. If I can make them financially lucrative, then that's my mission at the moment. So then I've succeeded. And I think that it can be done. And, you know, it's just requiring, it's going to require some patience and some persistence, but both things that I have absolutely no problem doing. You know, I feel like I've proved that to myself a few fair few times. But another thing that I feel like it's taking is a bit of mental resilience. Because we live in this world now that there's always more to do and people get obsessed and work and money are two things that people get very obsessed with and they like to purge a guilt onto people that aren't perhaps doing it the way they're doing it so you know The classic way to work is in a nine to five, Monday to Friday, for somebody, you know, you're paid for your time, not necessarily paid for the quality and quantity of work you do, you're more paid to just for the time that you're there, from that nine o'clock start to that 5pm finish, and even if you've run out of things to do, and it's four o'clock, for whatever reason, you still have to stay there till five. And if you don't, then people are going to raise eyebrows and go, well, we're paying you for that time, even if you're doing absolutely nothing with that time. And it's something that I definitely found when I was living that lifestyle. I couldn't get over the fact that you're there and you might have done everything that needs doing And there might still be two hours before you're finishing. And although you've done everything that needs to be done, 
for whatever reason you're not allowed to leave the walls of that building even though you're probably sat there and you're on Facebook or you're on YouTube or you're listening to a podcast but being in the building entitles you to your wage and that's something that I think is so sad and it's something that means that I am no longer interested in that life because I don't see it's different if there's a real reason for you to be within those walls if being within those walls is pretty integral then that makes sense but if not then that's sad and it's one beautiful thing that's come out of the coronavirus pandemic is it has moved a lot of people to online work from home so they don't have to deal with that you know once they finished everything at home they can just be at home and they can get on and they can you know do more fulfilling activities personal welfare well-being family-based activities which is like so much more important in human existence but like i said there there is this notion of if you're not on that you know, on that train, on the nine to five Monday, Friday train, like almost like you should feel bad that you're not doing enough or doing anything when, you know, like what I do on a daily basis at the moment may may not really pay my way, but it's high sight more fulfilling and just as productive as anyone sat in an office booth. Like, oh my God. And it's just a hard one to play, you know, your mind wants to, it wants to tell you, you know, especially me, it wants you to believe that you need to be somewhere, you need to be doing more. And you're like, but I'm doing quite a lot. And yeah, I do believe like, you know, like I've been saying, I, I like the idea of doing more, but it doesn't shouldn't be a guilt or a bad feeling surrounding the idea of just being you know i heard a, a guy say the other day like a good example of like what i'm trying at the point I'm trying to get across is a lot of people don't allow themselves to you know a lot of people will go to work and they'll be there from nine to five and they might not do anything during that time. They might be very useless. They might do the bare minimum of stuff. But when 5 p.m. rolls around, they get home, they sit on the sofa and they feel fully satisfied and fully like they've done a big, productive, hard day. Do you know what I mean? And then in the same breath, like somebody that, didn't go to work and didn't do a nine to five, but spent the days, you know, maybe they're super into DIY and carpentry and they built a, a an entire table, <laughs> a table, but they get at 5 p.m. and they sit down and they don't feel like they've done, a, you know, they've war- they don't feel like they've warranted their sit down and their relief from the idea of work because maybe what they did building the table they don't associate as work maybe they associate that as pleasure maybe they think that their DIY endeavours are pleasure time that they like just to as an unwind thing and they wouldn't feel that high of like I did something you know meaningful and productive today when actually I would argue that the person who made the table has done something way more meaningful and productive yet 
the person in the office booth is the one that feels like that they've you know succeeded in the day and this is something that we've definitely all been in the western world brought up to believe we've been told that that's how we should feel and it's definitely something that like is false it doesn't actually exist you know it's a construct of the mind like we have made ourselves think that you don't actually think like have to think that like you're just a human being flying around on this orb that's flying through space you know none of this actually exists it's all a myth but i just think that it's it's something that definitely feels like it's changing you know between things that are happening in the world like the four-day working week that's like emerged in places like sweden and this shift to moving work online since corona happened like those things are starting to like you know get rid of that notion and and the respect for creative arts and i feel like although it's still not where it is it's still not where it should be in terms of value people do not value creative arts anywhere near the amount they should you know people expect free music people expect um you know thing you know gig t- tickets to be relatively cheap that you know people can't believe that a, a band's t-shirt would cost 20 pound but the, the the truth is is these are such powerful and passion driven projects that they should be valued really high but i feel like lately the respect for them has definitely heightened people are respectful of what they actually are but i feel like that they definitely need to work out what's going to happen in terms of its value i guess i mean i was listening to a band interview not too long ago with a band called four year strong who are like a moderately successful sort of punk band from america and you know so they make a living doing four year strong but they're not necessarily like that well known if you're into alternative music you might have heard of them and they were saying about how you know music as we know it is changing um especially since corona happened and but even before that the way things you know through the internet and technology like things are having to change things are having to get different and no one really knows how 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 that works or what that looks like um we definitely know that it probably includes technology you know technology is infiltrating everything so although there's definitely huge beauty in the live experience as it was before corona happened but like sort of as it is you know you can't take away that energy of a live show there's definitely something that needs to change something needs to happen that makes this a bit more sustainable makes the music industry and music in general to be more sustainable because at the moment it's spread too thin it's too much it's uh you know bands can't make a living being being a band you know it's harder to make a living being a musician it's not impossible and it's definitely i'm setting out right now and everything i've been doing lately 
is about you know showing that it is actually possible because i think that actually you know the to just to resign yourself to not doing it because it you know so many people are like this is hard um i think is a little rubbish but what i would say and this is the point i was trying to get to is cuz the shift is coming and the shift needs to happen people need to be aware that that we're changing so therefore we need to explore and do different things make podcasts you know put a load of content online i genuinely believe this is sort of like what i'm trying to do at the moment is figure it out myself like instead of waiting for the shift to happen and then jumping on board i want to be part of the shift i want to be at the front of this change almost you know making the change happen myself you know and then with other musicians and collaboration projects we can put together something that does move this forward and change change what it is and I'm not saying that I want it to change I'm just saying it's inevitably going to have to like it always was changing if you didn't think so then you just weren't aware that it was man I can talk I haven't even had a coffee today get a fair few listeners to this podcast and it's it's bizarre like it's like I said before it's one of the most popular things that um, I put out there um, in terms of sort of views and insights but I never really get a huge amount of feedback so it would be really nice if you guys could just tell me you know what you think if you think I should be a bit more um, you know there should be more songs or there should be less talking about random stuff or if what I say ever makes sense um if you if if you think I should get a guest on or talk to somebody else and not it just not be me I would love to know so please give me that feedback make sure you head over to my Instagram or go onto Facebook or Twitter or even just leave it as like a review on the podcast be really good to know Yeah, I'm also reading a book at the moment, I've just started, called Irresistible, and it's all about addiction, and not addiction in the traditional sense of like drugs and substances, but addiction in the sense that everybody is addicted to like smartphones, the internet, and all these sort of things that we've developed in the modern world that are actually built on a system that is designed to keep you obsessed and compulsive and addicted to the thing you know apps like instagram actually have people working on them to make them more addictive to make you want to stay on them um you know video games are one of the worst things in terms of this like they are literally designed to hook you and not you will not want to get you know get off it and it it's really interesting to hear about it and you know all the other addictions people get addicted to work for example and they can't stop working they can't come off the email they can't let their mind go on to anything else and this sort of like behavioral like um these behaviors and just sort of really unhealthy and it just 
it's so true that it's all going on and it's so true that you can see it all and I wanted to highlight the work one because it kind of goes back to what I was saying about this idea that if you're, you know, if you're not turning up to an office every day then what are you doing and people who are sort of work obsessed get like that, you know they forget that they're just a human being and the whole construct of work is a myth that they made up, you know, unless you're producing food or making water accessible and or even building or creating things that people use on a daily basis, then the idea of work is just sort of nonsense and relatively new as well it's a pretty new construct as far as history of humanity goes but it it can become a compulsion and it can, can become an obsession and I guess it's because it kind of gives people a feeling of purpose but that's so wrong that the things that give us a feeling of purpose shouldn't be that they should be things that are healthy for us like going outside and walking in fresh air and exercises and being creative and you know, talking and and socialising and being with each other and there should be the things that we strive and crave to do and that it, we sit down on at the end of the day on our sofas and go, oh, I've been really productive today, I've been really creative, I've done plenty of exercise and I socialised. Not, oh, I turned up to the office, sat on Facebook and... Instagram because I'm addicted but I hope through you know these things like podcasts and people who share this belief because I think a lot of people do share the belief I hope that we form a society that is more driven towards those things and less worried about work and is more built on sustainability and goodness rather than fear and guilt. Love and compassion, that's where the answers are. Alright, I'm going to take you through a song that I wrote. That part of the reason I've been talking about all this kind of work-related stuff is because this song is a song that I wrote um, for Ghouls. It was on our second album, Run. And it was all about work and this notion of, you know, putting in all this effort and hard work into things that you don't really see any return from. You just keep putting your work in and, yeah, it's hard because, you know, working hard at something ultimately should feel good. If it, if it doesn't live up to expectations, it can feel pretty soul-destroying. So this was a song, as I said, written in about 2015, probably. Um, sort of at the peak of ghouls. Um, which is the band I used to play in. And this was written for our second album run. And at the time, I used to work 
in a leisure centre. Um, so when I graduated university, I graduated my degree in music and I didn't want to get a job that meant that I couldn't tour in a band. So I didn't want to go down any sort of traditional paths of like, you know, do I get a job in the music industry? Do I get a job doing this, that or the other? I needed a job that ultimately paid me well and gave me free time to tour. And at that point in life, I wasn't sort of ambitious enough to go down the route of being like a self-employed something or other. Whereas like these days, that's what I'm all about. But at that point, you know, I was only 21 and I was just sort of like, you know, wading my way through this uh, new world that happens when you're just graduating uni. And if, if anyone out there is graduating uni right now and you're in that weird bit where you realise that life isn't this bubble of being a student, it's actually like way different and you realise a load of things that... and you. I mean, part of me was like, why did I ever bother going to uni? Why don't I just start doing this? This is just as effective and I can learn just as much. But I don't regret my time at uni at all. Um, but yes, yeah, so I got a job as a lifeguard, of all things, because, I mean, I've always been into keeping fit, how healthy and active. I've always been like relatively sporty and I used to go to the pool a lot. And a friend of mine was a lifeguard and he told me that you could get a job as a lifeguard on a zero hours contract. And it meant that you could have as much time off as possible. And that you'd always get shifts because they always needed people. They always needed cover. There was always shortages. It was like expect phone calls at like the god ungodly hours of the morning telling you that they need a cover and would you come in. And So I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll give this a go then. Like I've always fancied being able to do that kind of thing. It seems like a relatively easy job and it seems quite fun. There's a lot of young people... So that's what I did, and I lucked out because I got a job at a place where the work was very easy. I could spend a lot of my time, like downtime, like writing songs and and being creative. Like when I wasn't at work, and then I got all the time off to go to go on tour and things like that. But I sort of. I had a really rad boss who actually would let me take as much time off as I wanted. And even when they eventually employed me full time and put me on a contract, she wrote into the contract that I was allowed to take as much unpaid leave as I um, wanted, as long as um, as long as uh, it was covered and it was all good. So that's kind of how I landed that job. And I, I told you that epic epic story just there because I wanted you to know what I was doing at the time when I was writing this song um there's obviously way more details to go in there and I'm sure through the course of this podcast because this podcast is definitely going to be one of these things that lasts for years and years and years I'm sure you'll find out more and more about my history um so if we go down that avenue we will but yeah, so I was working, um, I actually ended up being a duty manager at this place and with this rad contract that meant I could go on tour and it was good but also like, you know, in terms of fulfilment creatively and like, um, I don't know, 
it was it was a good job and it like it wasn't something that I knew would last forever and it it did offer quite a good work life balance I must admit but um it didn't mean <laughs> that didn't mean that there was days where I was just like what am I doing here like but I think that happens with all jobs where you're working for someone and not doing like you know exactly what it is you're um truly passionate about but for me like it didn't matter so much at that time because like I said, my only priority was I want to tour and play in a band. And it offered me that opportunity to do that. And it also offered me, like I said, the work-life balance in the sense that I got a lot of time off to be creative. And, you know, it was shift work, so I'd get the shifts done early in the morning. I'd still have time to, like, work out, go to the gym and um, go on runs and stuff, as well as, like, write songs and it didn't eat into big chunks of the day like I have experienced with nine to fives. Like a nine to five sounds great because you get the morning and the evening, but by the time you've like you know use your morning to work out and your evening just kind of melts away and you don't really you're too tired to make a song. Whereas working like the you know I used to do sort of like six till twelve shifts. You know you get out, you go to the gym. It's still only two p.m. and then you you know you can spend the rest of the evening songwriting and rehearsing and doing things like that. So if you are a, a budding young musician and you want a little bit of money and a job, a lifeguard isn't a bad one. But like I said, it didn't mean that I didn't have those days where I just felt like, oh God, like I just want like, you know, something to happen and to for all this hard work I've been putting in and why do we, you know, like I said earlier in the podcast, like we put all this effort and time into getting to these places to be paid a wage just just to for what like you know because we've made up this construct of like selling time for money you know it's no longer selling material things or skills it's literally just selling time you you know your wage depicts how much you value like how much value is on your time basically and you don't have any control of that like the people that have control over that are like the people that decide how much your occupation is worth in time but it's sad like it's actually time like you're selling hours of your life for money um, and it's not like you're selling hours of your life for money in the sense that if you were uh, a boat builder you'd spend hours of your life building a boat but perhaps you love building boats and then you'd sell the boat and that's the money rewarded for all the time and effort you put in but perhaps that time and effort is time and effort you'd have put in anyway whereas working just sort of like a corporate job or just like you're literally selling hours of your time like your time your life that's your life that's your existence like if you start really thinking about it, it's like mad. And I guess this was going through my head when I was writing this song, um, which is called Hard Days, by the way. And it's on the album Run, so if you want to listen to it, then I'm going to play it, but you can stick it on after this podcast for a laugh. Um, and then stick on some August Radio Project songs after, because they're my more recent and thoughtful, they're, the, they're future me's uh, releases, whereas this is this is past me. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I guess I was feeling like this at this particular time, um, which kind of led me to start writing this song, because I actually wrote this song at work, 
So in the swimming pool, there was a plant room. And uh, the duty manager was the person that used to look after the plant room. He used to have to go in there quite often. Every shift, you'd sort of go in there three or four times a shift. And I used to go in there sometimes and just, just take a breath. Just to... Especially if like a lot was going on and I was just like, oh, come on, man. Like I'm not built for this. I'm, I'm a musician. Uh, you know, I should be out there playing music. Um, I used to take a time and I remember just one time I walked into the plant room and I just had this kind of, you know, idea of like this sort of hard day. And I sat down with my phone on notes and I wrote this opening verse. Ever hear the feeling? Ever give the feeling that you have no meaning? Work until you're dead and I waste you so that you can't go to bed. Give up on that life plan you set out in your head. Um, and I literally wrote that down and I remember being like, oh my God, okay, this is a tune. Um, and I quickly recorded it into my voice notes, which uh, is something I do quite a lot. And definitely did a lot back at, back then as well, because I'd be out and about when uh, thoughts came into my head. And I think like that opening verse kind of sums up exactly what I was trying to get at for the last 40 minutes, <laughs> talking about work. Um, because that's kind of like how it is. And it's something that recently, over the last sort of three months since lockdown and corona hit, I've suddenly realised that maybe it's actually a mental state rather than just the way things are. I actually think it's a mentality. If you believe it, if you believe that this sort of idea of work is something you have to do and you have to sell your time and like I've been saying, I think that it is. Whereas if you just choose not to believe it and go no do you know what I'm going to go against the norm I'm going to do something different I'm going to prove to the world that you don't actually have to do those things you can work for yourself and you can make a living and have fun doing the things that you really want to do and it's kind of where me and Laura are at in our lives right now like we're both at this point where we're like okay right we're gonna do this and don't get me wrong it comes with its own series of stresses because you're like okay can we actually do it like are we are we going to be able to survive this? Are we, have we got enough money? Like, where's the money going to come from? I'm not really sure. Like, we've got ideas and there's bits and bobs going on, but I don't really know. But ultimately, like, it, it seems like it's pretty possible and I have all, all confidence that we're going to make it work. So I guess at this point, I believe that. And back then, when I was writing this song, I didn't really know to question it. Because like I said, I just got out of uni. I was new to it all. It's a new thing. I feel like a lot of people when they sort of like hit around about their 30, 30 year, years of age, they, they start to sway on like the idea of these things, which is why I think a lot of people my age and, you know, the next few years older kind of start making their own businesses and doing things of their own. Because I think we all get to this age where we realise that, We've got a choice. We can either carry on down that path of, you know, working for other people and doing, you know, dirty bits to sell our time. Or we can take a risk and do our own thing. 
and that's definitely where I'm at. I've taken the risk. You already know if you've been listening to this podcast that I just quit my job and I'm going for it. And Laura is too, so we are in it together. But yeah, so I sat down and wrote that verse and I remember just thinking, okay, this is a bit of a tune. Um, so for some more context, at the time in the band, um, we were going through a lot. Um, 2015, 2016 were like probably the band's biggest years in terms of our career um, and in terms of what was going on. And it was they were definitely the years where I felt like we were on some kind of trajectory, like everything, every opportunity that came our way felt like something good and something big and each one that came seemed to lead to something slightly bigger or slightly more opportunity but at the same time it still felt like there was a lot of other people a lot of other bands and people around us who weren't putting anywhere near the amount of effort and time and hard work or so it would seem than we were yet they seemed to be it seemed to be paying off for them and don't get me wrong, like, as a person, I'm not, I don't feel, you know, maybe when I was younger I did, but these days I don't feel, like, adverse to these people. Like, these people are usually putting in more hard work than you realise. And two, like, anybody that's making a success of something they really want to do is is something worth celebrating. It's not something worth shitting, um, bashing on somebody down, you know. You don't need to bash on someone just because they're making a success. You should celebrate that. It's awesome. Um, but at the time, like I remember just feeling a bit like, why aren't we having the same kind of, you know, why, why aren't the same sort of things happening to our band? Because we're putting in just as much effort, if not, you know, more. Like, you know, it seems to be draining us a lot more than, you know, even though we, we're loving every single minute of it. And that's kind of where the song gets to and more more come out of it. I like this second part of the first verse, actually. The Ever get the feeling? Ever get the feeling that you can't be dealing? Which stressful does that make doing things just seem like a chore? Then punish yourself for not doing anything at all. And that's kind of that uh, concept of like overthinking things. And definitely something that if you are somebody that's going to work every day and you're coming home and you're thinking, oh, I wish I could just get this, this and this done, but I'm too tired, I'm too knackered. And then you lie there and then after like, you know, a couple of hours of just sort of like relaxing because you've given yourself permission just to chill out because you were stressed and you've done a load that day, even though it weren't they weren't things that you personally would have preferred to do. You then feel awful and stressed and guilty for not doing those things. Um, you punish yourself for not doing anything at all. I think that's something that you know a lot of people do. I mean, for me personally, like I'm such a like a I love doing things and I sort of like love being productive and I love you know creating and exercising and stuff. And I'm definitely somebody that like never feels like it's quite enough, you know. You kind of punish yourself a little bit for like, oh, I don't know if I did enough. Did I do enough? Like, so yeah, and then everybody has their breaking point. Nice little middle eight crossover. It's been a hard day. 
kind of idea, like, you know, how did everybody else get it all? Um, where did I go wrong? I guess older me to younger me would say right now, like, well, you haven't got it wrong. And maybe your opportunity to get it all just hasn't come yet. And you just need to keep working, dude. Because I feel like lately my opportunities to get it, to get the things I've always dreamed of getting, have started to actually unravel themselves. But unlike younger me, they aren't in the way that like one day you're lying there and it, nothing's really happening and the next day, pop, you've got everything you've ever dreamed of. These things just kind of happen. I guess like going back to my old job and, you know, the one I've just left, like I, I went into that place every day thinking I, one day I want to be out of here and doing my own thing. Just and in my head, it was this grand spectacle where like one day, like something I was doing just kicked off and I got to walk into work and go, I'm out of here. But that's not kind of how it works. It's just like one day I was like, okay, I reckon I can actually make this work um, without the job. Um, so oh, I'm going to leave. And then I left, <laughs> you know, and I feel like those things, you know, you just find yourself in the position of like, oh, I'm actually doing this now. Um, rather than it just being this grand spectacle of like one day you dream of it and the next day it's happening. It's like you one day you dream of it, then you kind of forget about the fact that it's a dream and then you kind of go through the motions and then without knowing it, you've got there and you're like, oh, oh, OK, I did it. Oh, oh right okay but by which point you're kind of dreaming of other things so you're like oh well I did it but you know I, I want this now and that is the crazy cycle that we live in so this second verse kind of relates to the way um, I feel and definitely felt when I was younger less so now but about this idea of telling people that you want to you know go against the norm you don't you know you don't see your life in this trajectory of just sort of working up a career ladder and you know having kids and doing all the normal things if you tell them you know oh i'm i'm going to become a musician i'm going to you know tour the world i'm going to you know become a podcaster i'm going to become an artist they go like well no it doesn't really work like that and this is that verse you know all those doubts and fears of their own they project on you so everybody looking like you just said something crazy give up the dream now come on kids you're only wasting your precious time these thoughts are not for you and i you don't have what you want be got what you need and that's second those last two lines oh my god that's so the amount of time you hear people say things like well you've you don't have you might not have you want but at least you've got what you need it's like oh my god yes i have everything i need i you know i have a a a a wall i live on you know i have a home and i and uh, uh, love and i have food on my plate <laughs> i have a home i don't i don't actually have a home in about 2 weeks but that's another story you know but you know i'm surviving and i'm surviving well cuz i live in this modern western world where you know healthcare is easy accessible and i've got privileges and stuff and yeah i do and i'm really appreciative of that but why should that mean i don't 
I shouldn't try and get what I really want. And I feel like so many people do that to other people. The people that haven't got what they want and didn't work for it and have given up on working for it will always try and tell you that, well, you've got what you need though, so what are you, what are you complaining about? Dude, if you're one of those people, you need to take a long, hard look in the mirror and stop projecting your fears on other people. Just because you've given up your dream, it doesn't mean that you should tell anyone else to give up theirs. Everybody, if you have a dream, an idea that you want to fulfill, then go and do it, regardless of anything in the sense of fear and worry and anxiety. Yeah, they'll come up. People who succeed in things, the worries don't go away. They just don't react to them. They just don't let them stop them. They're still there. But yeah, I just love that lyric. What a great lyric. I wish, I wish this was easy. That's just sort of, you know, speaks for itself. I wish these things were a bit easier, but the challenge is all part of the fun. Um, like goes back to what I was trying to say about the band at the time just felt like we were doing a lot and not always getting the full benefit and payback that I kind of felt like we deserved at the time like it felt like you know more should be happening and to tell you the truth I think that's something that carries through life I think that you always feel like you're putting more in than you're getting out because you aren't always seeing the full picture of what you're getting because worries and doubts and stress get in the way. You know, when you are in a good period of life and good things are happening, you usually don't realise that until afterwards and hindsight kicks in. It's a bit like when you're on holiday and you know, you're stressing out at the airport and you're trying to get everything together and you're, oh, you're in a crowded place and you get in the car and, oh, it's a, and then you get to the, you know, your hotel villa or wherever you're staying and it's not quite what you had in mind and there's people outside and blah, blah, blah. And the holiday seems hectic and every day's a bit crazy and you don't know and there's a bit of an argument going on and, and it's not until you get back from the holiday that you're like, oh, hang on a minute. That was rad. We had a great time. I wish I was back on holiday. And the same thing for like anything when you're trying to make a success of something. Like, I don't think you feel like you're getting paid back what you're putting in because you don't see it because you're consuming other thoughts. So that's what I'd say to young me if I was, if I was saying that. And then we just go through a few more choruses. That's kind of how it, this, the rest of this song goes. When we recorded this song... The intro. We kept laughing because we kept saying it sounded a bit like I Want to Break Free by Queen. I want to break. <laughs> and um, that's definitely not the intention of the song. Although I Want to Break Free by Queen is an absolute tune. 
And if you don't think so, then you clearly haven't listened to it hard enough. Lol. Right, I'm going to play this song, Hard Days. Um, it is a good one. And I remember when we went to Australia and toured, it was the first time where I heard people say, why don't you play that song live? Because we never really played it live. And no one had ever really requested it until we got to Australia and people kept saying, I thought you'd play that live. And I, I was kind of stoked. I know like the other guys in the band probably, well, they used to say they didn't think much of this song. But I just was like, yeah, why don't we play it live, man? The best thing about being a solo artist is you can play as many of the songs as you like and don't like live. You don't have to listen to other band members. Nah, I'm not nagging on the other band members. They're great guys. Alright, here's a song called Hard Days by Ghouls. Written by me. And um, I hope you enjoy it. Sometimes the hard days are exactly what you need. And when you're riding through those days, you just got to remember to keep going. Get out the other side, and then you can sit on your sofa and go, huh, maybe I deserve this rest. 
but know the difference between working hard and just showing up. Because if all you're doing is showing up the hours you've been told to, you aren't working hard. And maybe you should assess where you are, have a look and go, hang on a minute. Is my time better spent elsewhere? Maybe for less money? Maybe you won't be selling it quite like you've been selling it before. But maybe the old, ultimate satisfaction will come of doing the things that you really truly care about and love. And maybe when you're an old person and you reflect back on your life and you look at it in hindsight, just like you do on a holiday, you'll go, do you know what? I'm so glad I didn't work that selling myself short job. <laughs> I nearly said so many, I've nearly sworn so many times this podcast. For me anyway, I don't usually swear. Um, it's crazy how quick an hour goes. Like crazy for me. Like, just like makes me wonder how long it would go on for if I just kept going, just kept chatting, seeing what happened. I must admit, doing this podcast is very therapeutic. Just voicing out thoughts is like something that kind of nice about it. it makes me feel really good like how I feel right now compared to when I started this podcast is I feel energized I feel good I feel excited wow and I'm not, not gonna lie at the start of this podcast I felt a bit like so thank you because um, I'm doing this so you listen to it and um, but I guess I'm also kind of doing it for me because it makes me feel good um Yes, week 12, coming to an end. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and please go and check out the live session video I put out. There'll be a new one this Friday. Um, crazy things are happening, really exciting things are happening, both in life and both for August Radio Project. Um, it's all coming and very, very soon will all be unraveled. Um, I can't tell you what it is yet because I don't really even know myself. I just know that the next few weeks hold some really exciting stories and tales and I feel like I'm about to hit a point in my life that changes it forever. So I just, you know, follow along for the ride. I'm going to keep it all documented on this podcast, um, Laura and I have been making some videos that might appear soon, which is cool, and, you know, I'm still writing songs, I'm still making art, make sure you go and check out my artwork, um, you can still buy it, I've actually got some more canvases on the way to do some more artwork, which might be an August Radio Project style thing, or it might be a, a new thing called something like a August Art Project, I haven't quite decided yet. Um, but anyway, um, I'll catch you next week. Have a good one and keep listening to all the songs and being creative and just being you. Peace, love, happiness and yeah, have a little guitar lick to end off. You ready?
All right, guys. See you later.